And I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 27 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls. But never seem to win the game. And I'm sorry, it's been a little while. Please forgive. Look, things happen, <laughs> and life was happening a lot for a little while, and I think everyone can understand that the holidays is a crazy, well, I don't want to use crazy, a ridiculous time of year for everybody, and our schedules were just not aligning. <laughs> no, they weren't. Plus, uh, new jobs occurred, and then, like, beginning of years occurred, and then conventions occurred, and, like... It was just keep on happening, they keep on happening, they keep on happening. <laughs> yeah, um, Ningyo Bingo will officially be at Anime Next, uh, coming this June. So, oh, that's so exciting! So, if someone wants to come in here, hopefully, both of us, we're not quite sure if we're both going to be able to be there at the moment. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to be there depending on the day. Um, but if you want to hear us in person, Anime Next in New Jersey in June. Yes. The 7th to the 9th, I believe it is. I'm glad you know. Our... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was looking at it recently to see if I can go. Um, 7th to the 9th, we should be on the schedule somewhere. So keep an eye out for, usually it's always labeled Ningyo Bingo. But um, Becca, what are the titles of the panel? Oh, okay. So I'm doing, well, we're, we are doing, hopefully we are doing two panels. Uh, one is uh, a reprise. Reprise? Surprise! <laughs> I've 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 seen that word written. I've never attempted to like. Maybe I've attempted to say that word, but not that many times. Um, so one is a a repeat of um our panel. Is it better in vinyl anime dolls? Um, if you've listened to our episode, you've pretty much seen this, but it's kind of cool um to kind of see it in person. Uh, and then you can ask us questions, and we can flail around about things we're very excited about with you. Yes, uh, not to mention we can I can add in new things to our wonderful uh, uh, PowerPoint, like, I don't know, a certain Yuri on Ice uh, thing that came out from Ring Doll recently. My gosh, Ring Doll's on point these days. Yeah, this taking all the money from all the ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they know where it is. And also, uh, this time, I'm, i got to make a new PowerPoint. I have a month to make it. Dun, dun, dun. Um, Japanese dolls, traditional and contemporary. Um, oh, very good. Very good. I wanted to make this title Japanese dolls from Dogu to Dolphy, but... <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's getting a little too obscure for the sake of alliteration. Yes. Sometimes straightforward when people are making a decision about whether I want to go to this or not is much helps out a little bit more and they're gonna be like why do i want to wh why are they saying dogs weird what is yeah, dog do are there, is, are is there that like involved? is that like waifus for dogs or dogu waifu yeah it would get confusing perhaps good choice then on the <laughs> name that you settled on i like i like it though it's okay though it's fine it's fine it's fine. Um, and it'll be super exciting to be able to talk to us in person. And if you've ever had any questions or were ever listening up and going, oh, man, I wish I could add this in. Well, this is your chance. Yeah. Not to mention, uh, if wherever doll panels happen, people usually arrive at the doll panels with dolls. So you get to see more dolls that you've never seen in person before, which is great. Um, so there's that. But there's a <laughs> there's this little thing about not having an episode in like uh, I don't know four months, 
is that a whole bunch of stuff kind of happens. And There's this backlog of news and changes and new purchases and guilty purchases um, that occurs in a span of time such as this. I'm sorry, did you say guilty purchases? I did not. No, no, no. Of course not. Who would ever spend money on something that they, you know, have impulse bought before? Um, I mean... We went through this, to be or not to be, art is in question, right? It's worth it. It's validated. If you it have... is, and it did not send me homeless, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, so what did you do? So, unlike <laughs> the expectations, it is not Amy Ayase. Uh, was it as expensive as Amy Ayase? No. Because, okay. Because <laughs> I'm like... No, I mean, if, if I was going to spend that money, I might as well go on the secondhand market and be like, I am going to settle this once and for all. Gosh darn it. But um, She is Dragon is a Russian um, doll maker who specializes in using 3D modeling to create her pieces. And she does this very unique um, doll called she is dragon doll that is this beautifully articulated sem- somewhat anthropomorphized dragon feminine style sort of dragon figure and it's not like you just put like a dragon head on a female body but it's like the full thing is like beautifully articulated and segmented somewhat similar to the aesthetic in the cuarto dragons and it's just beautifully made and comes in purple and i have been <laughs> hankering after her pre-orders for years and um, she had done a pre-order last year, which was really exciting, but it wasn't a good time for any sort of purchasing to happen. So when it came up again, I was like, I have to get in on this. The, it was very reasonable pricing, considering you're getting a full, beautiful doll with that's beautifully engineered. Um, had it casted through, I believe Hotter Casting did the casting for her for the batch. And my goodness, the wait period was um, a bit of time. But when she came in, like, I could I would could go in for a little while about how impressed I was about not only the bill quality, but also the packaging quality. Every She came in a beautifully packaged and branded box in the full sort of lined interior, um, similar to how um, other doll makers like Ipple House um, use the foam inserts to um, protect the doll in transit. Everything came with a beautiful um, card of authenticity. The resin quality is super high. I cannot find a single mold line on her, even if I tr- like I looked. It's not there. The fin- like she's fully finished and suede. Wow, right? And came with a beautiful pair of handmade eyes for like I think it runs roughly five hundred, which is a steal. For a fully done, beautiful, this quality doll that comes suited and all the mold lines removed. So, she is gorgeous. I got the lavender because, of course, I did. And I, like, she has so much personality to her. There are zero regrets. But there was a period of time where I was like, I can't tell Becca. Oh, no! Oh. I felt to at the, at the moment and like as I'm talking about it's like I was fine this was a perfect it was a well measured and like I didn't I didn't actually spend money on something I couldn't afford but I just in the in retrospect I was like I feel so guilty oh no <laughs> uh oh um so can I tell you about something that totally was not on our list of things to talk about that I figured out like yesterday 
oh sure i would love to start us off with something brand new so so like i did not know that that lish or lishy does no longer basically exist for release on the the one-third scale oh isn't she available in the fairyland body line no so weird stuff happened and i started like researching this all Um, oh wow so like like it's not just the i mean i know that um fairyland who owns the rights to the sculpt and everything like that um still has like a leashy in the msd size yeah what happened to the sd size leashy head okay so as is all cerberus project and fairyland things this is confusing and convoluted (laughs) Well, what else is new? <laughs> um, okay. So, via the Wayback Machine, the last time I saw it was in stock via a capture. It was the 19th of August, 2013, via the Feeple 60 a la carte. Which they don't really do anymore anyway, but... Yes, because 4th of November, 2013, they discontinued the Feeple 60 a la carte, claiming the this continuation to be temporary well we as here in 2019 we know it was not temporary briefly uh just before the 26th of june 2015 they for apparently just two days according to the um den of angels uh, wiki reek reopened sales for the feeble 60s Shortly thereafter, probably two days later, judging by what Den of Angels said, on the 26th of June 2015, they discontinued again, citing that the molds needed to be serviced. So it sounds like they really had some mold mold issues and not the sort in your house. Or apparently maybe they just put it back up for sale by mistake. The, mis- the molds were already pretty out of service, but they did their best to... Apparently, they did fulfill any orders that were ordered within those two days. And they do release occasionally SD-sized um, dolls, just on the limited runs. So what happened later is Feeple 60 uh, was later released as a basic, but it only has the Moe line. When the Moe line was released, it was all their new heads and none of the old carryover from Lutz heads. Right. So from that point forth, basically, I am just realizing in 2019 that in 2013, one third Lishy was basically discontinued. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean that. I mean they couldn't have made it more obtuse. They didn't really like say, "Hi, we are no longer, we are not currently selling these ones" or anything like that. It was like this is temporary, uh, and then it was like, "Oh." We are not uh, doing any more sale of people 60 right now. And then it was, hey, we're releasing this new body, but none of the new heads are released with it. The old heads are released with it. So it's just like a very weird, convoluted thing. But hey, it, they were trying very hard not to be obvious about it. And this all started because I started looking around that website and I realized in uh, June of 2018... The Feeple 60 Moe long leg release kind of occurred. Right, yeah. Which I always want Tempest to Baby be a little taller and more beefy and more, uh, for for a linguistic shortcut, masculine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
and have more have more like a muscled more of a broader presence right in terms of her form which is one of the reasons i initially didn't go with the feeble line when i saw it initially come out because it was a little bit more slender and less stocky than the yeah. original delf bodies um and um for anyone who is new to i almost said new to the channel i've been watching too many twitch streamers um <laughs> new to our podcast this is important because the origin story really of both me and becca kind of delving into actually purchasing the in the hobby is the leash delf from way back before fairyland was even a thing i wonder if i can find that person i bought the body from and just like that would be an interesting conversation, wouldn't it be? Like commiserate. <laughs> yeah, you were my first doll. What's what's going on with you? How are you doing? How are things been since the old days of the pre twenty tens? Oh my god, let's not I know, talk right? about that. Let, let's not focus. Let's focus not on the old. Let's focus on the new. So, so this new is things. Not only one of the the this is a little bit old news, but there's been a lot of new news that's right. been coming out in the past four months. Right, which and is some why... of it's been Volk, some of it's been Dolphy Dream, some of it's well, that's still Volk. Some some of it's been <laughs> the type of things that have been coming out, who's been closing, who's been opening, and a big shift we've actually seen in how companies are running things between the customer and themselves. So that's why this uh, this episode is an episode of Ningyo Bingo Bits, where we're going to go over a bunch of uh, current events and kind of try to analyze it a little bit. Um, try to see what that means or like where it might be coming from to distill down what you might be noticing but might not have ever really understood. Oh, wait, this is actually a thing that's happening. Right, right. Um, let's see. So why, why don't we start out with with some news from Korea of you know, places. We're so they... talking about Fairyland already, so let's talk a little bit about the Korean companies. Yes, in fact, uh, there is, just as we were thinking that brick-and-mortar shops were on the way out, as uh, Mint on Card got, uh, went up. Airbnb'd. Yeah, <laughs> got Airbnb'd. Um, want to go there someday with my dollies. It'll be fun. I know. It, the building itself is a beautiful building. I totally understand why um, bed and breakfast would be a, a style of uh, uh, income that they would work for them. Yes. And of course, previous to that, we had um, uh, Volks uh, no longer has like a shop per se. It's just a little... At least in the United States. Well, they, they no have a... Have a... They have a storehouse, and they actually did a recent um, thing, um, some bunny special photo challenge, where they're actually going to. They say they have like, like a room. I guess it's like a, a reception room or something, so you can actually pick up stuff at the warehouse and the shop. Oh wow, that's not... really kind of fun. So they're they're hanging up all the prints that they put up there. So Maya, my F twenty one, is of course there with her bunny. Um, but <laughs> point point being is that. It's not even it's not even a full shop. It's just yeah, you can get there and pick up your stuff so you can save on shipping. Um, but in Korea, which is um, even there, we don't really see brick and mortar shops a lot. You were telling me about something that had shown up recently. Yes, there's a. I'm going to mispronounce this terribly because I did not take. Do you want me to say it? Yes, please. <laughs> Wait, where is the name again? <laughs> it's the first words on the thingy. So could you please say the name of the shop? So I will be glad to use some French um, for you. Though I don't know how it um, would be pronounced in a Korean context. But if we were speaking French, it's French words. It's joie de poupée. Oh, okay. There we go. 
Um, so it's near Seoul in Korea. Which is uh, the capital of Korea, if you're not familiar. And it is what I what I always daydream about. Uh, there's this one Starbucks that closed down that it, somewhat near us. And I've always daydreamed of making that a doll shop in a way. And it's like close to a train station. So you can like get there via public transport from Philly and... Anyway, so this thing opened. <laughs> so um, it's um, it's a cafe, basically. Yes. Yeah, so they have food, drinks, diorama displays. Um, apparently, if it's busy on weekends or things like that, you have to like uh, uh, you sign up ahead of time for for a time slot. Um, you can buy accessories and dolls. Um, brands featured are Eileen doll, Sawdoll, Peepos, Miji doll, Nine style, oh, Bunny wow, Bunny, Dreaming of... doll, and 36.5 degrees Celsius. That is a long list of some of the top, like, sort of top companies that I'm aware of in Korea for the BJD. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like having this, like, deja vu moment where I'm like, I sure hope that when we did our episode last on, on current events... That we didn't go over this. <laughs> no, we definitely haven't talked about this before. This is new. Okay, good, good, perfect. I was just like having having a moment. <laughs> One of those out of body experiences. Have I mentioned this before? I just, just talked a lot about it. I just. Oh gosh, which was is it? Yeah, I wrote these notes in December, so like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's a really cool. Um, you can find um images of it online. They have a Twitter feed under Jo de Poupe, which is. J-E-U-D-E-P-O-U-P-E with an accent agu, but you really don't need it. Um, and then another E after that. And they also are on Instagram, and they regularly repost um, pictures from people sharing being in their space on Twitter and things like that. And it's like this beautifully laid out space that has these lots of light coming inside and the cabinets where the dolls and other goods are being shown are like these glass shelves and this this sort of modern feeling everywhere yeah so i'm i'm jelly i want i, want I know shop. i want one over here that would be really fun we need to um they have similar things in um, certain parts of japan of course volks has their stores where you can go in and there's usually a diorama in there that you're more than welcome to use the only problem with a volks store is you can only bring volks dolls in it right it's they have a um certain um uh explicitly written thing about that but there are some other places that kind of do like pieces of what jo de poupe do like um there's a uh, cafe behind Akihabara, which I wish I remembered the name of off the top of my head, that is specifically for folks who have dolls and want to sort of sit and have some tea and a little bit of a snack. And they have like little spots where you can take some pictures and you can order um, little doll size, like doll proportionate um, actual desserts that are actually edible um, while you're in there. And it has this, it's a very, it's very small, tiny little hole in the wall that you really have to know where it is and i think there's like places like that here and there and people will do meetups inside of karaoke parlors for there's a whole rabbit hole to go down there but i've never really heard of someone forming together in a very like open way that isn't like hidden behind a corner to um you're just welcome to come in and be surrounded by these objects and you don't even have to be a fan to be in there maybe you want to purchase one huh wait so rabbit hole. Now yeah. you you have introduced now a cultural thing. So I did notice specifically it looked like 
karaoke parlors or something like that in the episode of uh japanorama when they interviewed the doll group the one doll group oh yeah that that, if you do um japanorama was a show um aired in britain about gosh how long ago is it now 20 years now not Um, quite that bad but maybe 12 it's something around there because it was in the heyday of the weird pop culture Japan movement where it was starting to become a little bit more um, mainstream to be interested in foreign media of that kind. And they did a whole series on different elements of Japanese pop- popular culture and ha- that had been interacted with in England. And I have my opinions about that. And we talk about this way in one of our first episodes, I think about uh the way media from inside and outside the hobby talks about the hobby but you are correct now that you mention it that scene is definitely inside of a karaoke a private karaoke room and the reason that this is the case is that in japan most people's homes are fairly small and they're sort of not like a like a an unusualness about visiting someone's home but it's not quite the same culture as in the states for example where it's very frequent that you like just sort of pop by over the people's houses um when you're a young person or living out on your own you don't really visit other people's apartments in the same way and there really isn't a lot of options if you're in a major city like tokyo is to find a place to hang out and most people would never be like let's have a group meet at the um in a public space that's just not how things are done and so karaoke um karaoke uh places instead of um if you've never experienced this they whereas in the states a lot of karaoke situations is like there's a bar and there's a karaoke machine you like sing in front of other people and there are private rooms you can rent over in the states if you know where to look and what to ask for but in japan it's extremely cheap to be like hey we just want to rent out a large room that's soundproof that we're by ourselves that and also we can buy purchase very cheap drinks and food at you don't have to do karaoke Huh. You have you have you have a you have an alcoholic drink bar usually. You have non-alcoholic drinks. You usually have some amount of food that you can order like a la carte or something like that. It's really perfect for like a party if you don't have a space for it. There's this nice giant table in the middle and seats all around it and um nobody's really going to be paying any attention to you. You're in your own private space and no matter how loud you are, no one's going to really hear you. So it really is the perfect, like, hangout spot if you have nowhere else to really go. So not only does BJD meetups and stuff I can see happening in that context, but I know for a fact that tabletop games happen that way. Oh. Where people will meet up at a karaoke bar and pay. it's really, really super cheap to rent it out for a few hours. And you just have this beautiful table and you can call down for food and for snacks. It's super convenient, really. It's better than having a mom. <laughs> yeah, and then you don't have to clean it up afterwards. Oh, even better. People who want alcohol can have alcohol, and people who don't, don't. And it works out quite nicely hmm. that so, way. In this context, a lot of the animes I've seen and the reactions to people coming over make more sense. Yeah, it's always sort of like a, they came over your house. 
and it's usually there's, within the context of being like a long-term friend or, or a family or, friend or, or there's or, implications either you're dying yeah. they think you're dying they need your homework or they they they're really into you and they want to sneak in your room yeah um, especially like um with with gender stuff is like um we're talking a few years ago but there's still this error of like why would someone of a different gender be visiting you in your personal home unless something more um sort of close is happening yes yeah like like the spit take in like episode one of princess jellyfish yeah exactly it's like why would you be in this private space if you didn't have some sort of close connection to that person via family or being an old friend or have um, romantic and like romantic intentions of some kind and then on the reverse in persona 5 you have them all sitting around a table together in what's akira's space which could be more pushing towards uh something that might be more obvious in japan which is these is a group of deviants doing something that's not normative well, I wouldn't say this never happens. It definitely does happen, especially if you have like a proper home. Like when I was, they're literally um, meeting in an attic, though. That is his. Yeah, I, I mean, mean. <laughs> they're a bunch of, of weirdos to begin with in the yeah. context of the narrative. Yeah, yeah. But um, all, if you think about Persona Four, right? They never, they rare, they they don't meet inside of the main character's house until much later in the story. In the beginning yeah. of the story, whenever they have a big meetup, it's always in the context of being at this outside um, public place. They don't like go over; they just don't just go over someone's house. The only time that starts happening is much later when they're much closer as individuals and friends. Huh. Hmm. Well, with that food from thought, let's <laughs> let's go on to a different uh, topic now. So, uh, we got. Some things happening within, like, the last, I guess, one to two years, which is um, the proliferation of websites as, like, a collection of, like, authorized dealers. Now, in the States, we've kind of seen this with, like, family friends and dolls, what used to be um, uh, Mint on Card, um, and things Denver like... Denver Dolls does this. Denver Dolls, where it's... Dolk.us does this. Well, that's the thing. Dolk.us.com is a new one, and www.koreadolls.com is a new one. Well, new- The Korea Dolls one is definitely new. Yeah, so... I, As I was talking with Lindsay, we do believe that this is basically... Um, previously, smaller companies things like that if they didn't have a selling platform or something like that they would like sell on ebay for international sellers or things like that but yeah or you know um i might i almost said or they might be selling through um other websites like uh what's it called the one that specifically designed for chinese manufacturers uh rakuten is that right rakuten is the japanese one there's alibaba that is the ami. Ch- chinese one ami ami um ami ami is a little a little different they've they're they're more of a distributor okay um but like especially now that you mentioned like ebay used to be a big thing and what else is sold on ebay a lot anymore is all the darn recasts um so it conflates the stream of distribution we used to have these ateliers like i call it the atelier model where it's like you have this um contained company that does its own selling and things like that through various means and then you have the recasters who come in and then purchase those things and then use the same distribution channels to sell their things, which confuses what is legitimate and what isn't. 
So they're 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 not, they're choosing to not cross the streams, as it were, and uh, they're putting yeah. it out on a different channel, which is these one that sorts they of can website. on their website say, if you do not see our things being sold through these specific people, it is not us. Speaking of uh, things changing where they're selling, uh, Fairyland closed down briefly and reopened and said, uh, yeah, so we're not selling directly to the U.S. from our website anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's some exceptions to that rule for certain types of releases, but basically they have completely thrown up their hands in terms of direct sale through their own internal channels to the U.S., and they've mo- pushed it very hard over to the distributors who are already either on, like, our U.S. companies that are passing it through. That's talking from a United States perspective here, of course. Yes. So- but I believe there's um, that also applies to other international customers in other international spaces, such as Europe or um, anywhere outside of the Asiatic um, sort of influence sphere. So, so for us, uh, Denver Doll Emporium was our authorized dealer in the U.S., and now they are officially our distributor in the U.S., uh, which is sort of a different relationship on their back end, and mean doesn't change very much for us as customers purchasing from them. But it does imply that there's more of a direct connection between them and the company. I, I Denver Doll Emporium tends to usually have a little less. Uh, description less like page for each doll and things like that it's um, a clunky website <laughs> it's it's got it's got vibes of the early 2000s but you know so does it works it so, works so does neo angel then so i can't say anything <laughs> <laughs> well absolutely and um even especially with the fairyland distributor model you can always fairyland still has on their website their whole marketing display of exactly what they're doing and exactly what these things look like all of their normal pictures are there all of the normal updates are there they're just not selling really through that model and you can like check their website and then go to denver and be like okay do you have this as per this and compare which yeah. it works a little better i think than going straight to denver doll yeah, because honestly, I don't think even Denver Doll has Fairyland's full listing available, so you might just have to say, hey, I want this very specific thing. Can you please order this for me? A lot, is, of, a lot of companies like this are will always be open to special order. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's the nature of the beast. We're, we're, we're not like ordering Nintendos here, you know? These are <laughs> These smaller. are bespoke, custom-specific items yeah with with less of a demand than the common television they sell maybe 400 not 4,000 of them right um oh even that hey speaking of numbers uh uh i didn't put this on the current events but uh we're still waiting on smart doll cortex Um, Uh, though they did have um a display back when you visited new york comic-con Back in the summer, winter. When did that happen? Yeah, that was uh, December, I believe it was. Um, it was the winter. Yes, it was winter. <laughs> um, and they had um, it on display, and they did sell at least one or two of them. I know 
the owner of one of them is on um, Instagram and has been talking about her experiences with the doll. Yes, I was actually able to see one in person just last weekend at uh, Anime Boston. So that was very cool. So I was actually, they, they, the owner allowed me to touch the uh, material and things like that. Oh, what did you find? What was your sort of reaction to having it in hand? Um, it was cooler like resin, like, so different coefficient of, uh, temperature, you know what I mean? Like, it changes yeah. temperature When you touch slower. it, it has a cool feeling to it, to as be more yeah. about it. As opposed to, um, vinyl, which is a little bit more of an insulator, right? So this stays... Yeah, so it has a little bit more of that warm feeling. Right, right. So there was that. It did feel smooth and soft, like a comfortable vinyl or resin, I I want to say should. Um, there are seam lines, but we're used to seam lines. Um, what's going to be weird is that, you know, if it's something that snaps together, it's like... It, it can unsnap. It can unsnap, but you also kind of want it to unsnap in case you have an issue with the, your, your internal frame. One thing I was noticing from the owner on Instagram, they talked a little bit about that in high-stress joint areas, there was a tendency for those seams to kind of pop open a little bit. And of mm. course, it's easy enough to put them back together. Right. But um, I think in particular, they were talking about the shoulder joint. That, oh. Like the body had a tendency to kind of pop a little bit because there's so much going on in terms of movement at that location on the doll structure. I mean, but it can't. My my husband and I used to call it Gundamitis um, when we were playing with Gundams and just pieces would fall off. So yeah, I don't and, think it's quite that level of like. Oh, and there goes the hand. Um, the fit's definitely much closer and a little bit tighter. Yeah, that way I I can't imagine that. Um, the joints that rely on the internal skeleton that is inside of a smart doll are any different than the normal ones because it's the same plastic, really. Yeah, not to mention it's the same uh, same internal skeleton, so yeah, it's identical. It's only the outside that's really changed here. Yeah, I can't imagine what kind of material sciences is going on over there that they've made a material that like has the look and feel but is made very differently i mean he he had a very specific name for it and everything and uh shizu-san's uh panel at anime boston mentioned this he is much more the smart doll man than i am but um well, he's all he's all in that end of the collector yes pool, as it were absolutely um so that's another thing that we are waiting on it's not quite out yet but i imagine that he's still in the process of finding a way to scale up manufacture oh that's they that, might that's... be having manufacturing consistency um problems because it's a new material that they haven't worked with before actually that's exactly what segued into this topic because we were talking about um scale of operation um i think he was saying something like he can do like a thousand or so um vinyl dolls a month but once cortex gets into the handing he can do like tens or hundreds of thousands of the dolls per month so because of the type of manufacture right because it's 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 a scalable manufacturing it's uh vinyl you know, speaking is... of scale and vinyl yes so i remember as we were talking and we mentioned recasting a little bit earlier but for a while like vinyl's really hard to replicate yeah because of the way it's manufactured yeah 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 the um it, re it requires these like, it's not like a resin sculpture where even I, if I really wanted to, could get the materials to make a so-so mm, copy of some of an any object that exists that has that is non-porous. 
because you um all you really need is um some mold making device which is usually some type of silicone and then have the resin which you can hand mix and pour in by yourself which is where a lot of the um cottage industry resin um figure manufacturers come from it is something you li- you quite literally can do yourself in your home with a little bit of skill and practice but vinyl and remaking something in vinyl in vinyl is very different because the materials to make a vinyl thing requires a steel milled mold, like mold which is a high investment higher than most recasters are probably willing to engage with but all that aside because like because uh, vinyl has to be done inside of steel stuff and you were saying that they managed to recast Snow Miku? Yeah, it's interesting. And somebody, I think a, a collector actually bought her so he they could directly compare. It was available on, I think it was like, not Yahoo Japan, but one of those uh, Asian sites or eBay or things like that. And um, the box looked slightly different in the box art. And of course, the quality of everything else was much lower much lower uh the face looked a little flatter and things like that and uh yeah they made a they made a a duplicate knockoff uh snow miku yeah which like i understand that the reasoning in terms of like what would you go after to recast in a vinyl but there is so much investment in something that it sounds like is pretty easily identified as not the real thing yeah and the interesting is, I, I i would almost put it past them if they like didn't put the word dolphy on it but they did i'm like right this is this is a direct attempt to fake out someone looking for the real thing yeah which is a little little rough a little rough so like yeah i'm sure volks is thrilled <laughs> Um, if you look at Danny Chu's uh, website and uh, information on the smart doll, you can actually see videos of what it looks like to slush cast vinyl. Um, yes, and you can kind of very see- interesting. I love those series of videos because you see part of the manufacturer that not a lot of people would probably be willing to show you. Yeah, that 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 part of the of Danny's. Um, open uh development is very very fun the parts where he says and this will be out in december and then it's march is less fun but that's also just his He's a small run company dealing with new material yeah. not surprised no though it would be worth being upfront about it but also there's a lot of pressure from customers to give a date and... yeah i mean at least it won't be like no what was it duke nukem or whatever <laughs> duke <laughs> forever came out duke nukem forever, which finally came it, can't, it did actually eventually come out, so, you know. I mean, as long as it comes out eventually, it'll be fine. We live in a world of miracles. But um, it's it's really interesting to see that, like, the question has been for a long time, what is the direct effect of recasting? Because it was hard to see it directly, but especially in the way the companies are sort of closing down their access and redirecting it through these middlemen is a very clear and obvious like this is what recast this is directly because of recasting speaking of which doll company closing oh that's right there's um, we have lost a few 
You said it's Doll in Mind. You said right. Yeah, Jasmine. S- I am shocked because Doll in Mind has been around for an extremely long time. Um, thank you to Jasmine S. Uh, to for bringing up the next two news points. Um, so Doll in Mind has actually been around since two thousand and five. To give you wow, an idea, that's a long time in Doll years. Basically, around the two thousand was the, when the first. A super dolphy was in so this is very very early in the hobby i think i think forever doll zone might have been around 2003 so this is very early hobby um when you look at doll of mine's um looks um very classic it's a very classic look so they didn't really uh, they didn't i don't want to say adapt they didn't Feel... Their aesthetic has never shifted. Even Volks has shifted their aesthetic very much over so. the years, keeping a trying to keep like a heart to where they came from, but definitely adapting to trends and what other companies have been doing. Doll in Mind has just always been Doll in Mind, really. Yeah, it's it's kind of got this kind of gritty, it, like they always paint in like these muted tones that like uh, reds painting with reds around the eyes it's very simple very straightforward yeah beautiful simple dolls and i i love them it sounds diminutive to call it simple i mean it's beautiful in its simplicity and it reminds me of the it reminds me of the early days i forgot that they was doll of mine the one that did the mini me service yeah Oh wow! Oh gosh! So that's going away. Dolmine did a lot of custom stuff over the years. Yeah. So that's that's cool, and that's sad. Why don't you so tell us a little bit away. about what your ta- what mini me is? It took me a minute to remember what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, so I'm just opening up their mobile site. Thank you for your love and support on Doll in Mind Doll. The mini me service is back for customers who want to have their unique doll. Um, sculpting price one thousand four hundred. It includes two heads and certificate. Price includes 3D printing fee of $300, molding fee of $250 to $300, and two casted head of the model. So basically, it was a way for people to get custom sculpted heads of whatever they wanted. People would use this to get heads of famous actors, anime characters, video game characters. I went in on a an Edward Elric one uh, once. Um, there was a group that actually on DOA got together and actually went in for a muscular female body once, which was very, very cool. So this company is going bye-bye. Yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think the last sale has already happened. I'll just check the, the news thing I was really just um, on their main website, and as of today, the 26th of April everything sold out the korean website doesn't exist anymore yeah yeah um yeah the the delivery about eight weeks or more yeah they they marked the last date on here as the uh 10th of april 2019 so r.i.p don't mind they're gone and they're not one of the the first kind of classic companies to either shutter their doors or to kind of transform a little bit i mean uh what was it d d i d um the one with uh oh my gosh 
uh, Elf du- Dukan, the one that I was always going nuts over. Oh, um, yeah. Dream of Doll. Dream of Doll. Um, that one just kind of booped and no one quite knows what happened. <laughs> It just I mean, kind um, of a lot of these companies, they run on a very thin margin. They're, they usually rely on a very small number of in-house artists to create their work. Sometimes there's only one person. Sometimes there's only five, like, in total in the whole company. And you reach a certain point in your career, and if the money's not working out, and you need to start thinking about long-term sort of... Uh, business or maybe they even had an opportunity at a different company to be like an in-house artist that's a larger company doing something else you do what you need to do and you take it yeah yeah um on den of angels all it says of dream of dolls like they closed their online store as of 18th may 2016 announcing that on a date of rearrangement of our website um so in the pay they did such cool full sets dream of doll to the point where people actually cosplayed them? <laughs> yeah, they the person who was the designer for their outfits, I don't remember their name at the moment, but they were an artist of some renown and showed of they at one point they showed sort of the way that they went about designing the outfits themselves, which were almost the more remarkable part of their style. They were also at one point one of the few companies before Volks was willing to kind of push into this sort of aesthetic mode more often that did that sort of like visual K gothic but clean lined sort of thing. Yeah. And their outfits were always remarkably beautifully designed in a way that no one else was doing at the time. And they had like the artists who did those designs just had a very good sense of what they were doing and what they were about. Um, they had this very classic look to them of the sharp pointed but very full kind of face. A lot of them had that sort of cat's eye, lidded, heavy lidded look to their eyes and faces with a very strong nose, um, visual K style hair, l- strong white, black, and silver um, color themes most of the time. And it was just very beautiful, very gorgeous around from the beginning of the hobby and they just weren't able to keep up with demand and what everyone else was after, really. Elf Dukan, I think, was the only male doll I actually, like, swooned over for, like, yeah. a month. I remember this. It was bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I still really love their their outfit styling. Yeah, they were also one of the original um, ones to release a few dolls in a tan skin, I recall. They uh, were very early in that. Yeah, so not quite as early as uh, Delph, but um, so like uh, Super Dolphy always had like the tan skin, like the sunlight skin, but these were like a little bit more mel- melanin than that. I uh, would closer say. to what Ipple House does these days. Yeah, so. Um, and it was like a big deal at the time. Um, they were one of the first companies that did a, sl- like, when I say muscular, it's nothing like Ipple House muscular. It's like, we we gave the moosles on their arms. Yeah, <laughs> no. even Volks is willing to kind of go there aesthetically. Yeah, or, you know, a, a year or two and then Volks is like, oh, shucks, we better catch up. <laughs> um, so, so that is all happening. Um... 
continuing the theme of discontinuing, and once again, thank you to Jasmine S., because I didn't even pay attention to this, uh, Dollzone had already had kind of one round several years back of discontinuing sculpts. Um, with that, my Dollzone uh, Yumi, or Yuri, depending on male or female, did get discontinued. Um, right. Uh, and also, uh, oh, Floy was in that batch. Um <gasps> Floyd was so nice. Yeah, and then there was I forget the girl that kind of was released at the same time as Floyd, but it was their original two like Yeah, they do a lot of pairs years. that way with their yeah. releases. And they were cool cuz they're kind of punky looking. I like the their their release. But um so that was the first kind of round of discontinuance. Uh here we just are having another round of discontinuance. A lot of uh, very of the I would say more normal or classic looking dolls are getting discontinued again. It looks kind of like from the second round of artists. Um, I would say like early doll zone has these very distinct uh, larger lower lips, uh, pointed yes. noses. Um, and you got a little bit less of that after the first discontinuation. And then now we're kind of... Dollzone is going more into the fantasy stuff, even though that... The um, Doll Chateau kind of also goes into the fantasy stuff. Um, well, Doll Chateau takes the like the dark lens on things, whereas the dolls, the doll, wait, it's Doll Chateau and Doll Zone, and Doll Zone goes in the more quote unquote normal <laughs> direction. Yeah, but a lot of these ones that they're, they're they're discontinuing are the normal ones, and some of the some of the ones with wings. I, I think one or two that it was mentioning this wing part is now also discontinued and things like that. So yeah. I don't know if it's too late or if it will be too late by the time I edit this video. Video, audio, um, podcast, podcast. <laughs> um, so you know, keep an eye out. Don't don't be like me and just I I happened to get lucky when I realized that. Six years ago, Lish Lish was discontinued. Don't I don't know, let your right? don't let your coveted uh, doll zone doll um, be outside your reach. Yeah, this is where you start needing to think about. Well, if you're not in a position to purchase right now, which is a good choice, don't make a bad choice, guys. Um, this means that you're going to have to start watching the secondhand market. Because usually these things go one of two ways. One way is it's discontinued because no one's super interested in them anymore. So the price might even go down more. Or it's discontinued because people really like them. <laughs> and people still really like them. And then the price is going to shoot up for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So that being said, if you can't get it and you have stuff right now, I don't know. You can probably rebuy a PS4, but you can't rebuy a discontinued doll. <laughs> yeah. It's you can't buy them new that way. And there's been more than one doll I know I've been eyeing called The Moon that had this happen too. Yeah. Um, where I had for a long time planned, because they were fairly reasonably priced if you're in a certain bracket of disposable income, to purchase them directly from the website and then Fairyland split with Delph and the Delph moon was discontinued and many other things happened which drove me to the secondhand market a few years later when I was I finally had gone I didn't even realize it happened that the discontinuing was like officially done until I went looking I'm like oh maybe this is I'm finally in a place where I can buy the moon new and it was too late for me which is fine because I ended up purchasing them secondhand for dirt cheap prices because that's what happened with that brand. 
Yeah. Moon itself wasn't super popular outside of a certain window of people who really enjoyed that aesthetic. Delph discontinued. Fairyland then took their style to a new technology level, leaving the older style, lower quote-unquote technology level of jointing and body design behind, which then um, made the price go down. Plus, I think there was a proliferation of moons and yaters on the market because they were some of the first ones that were released on the keyed heads and type three and two bodies. A lot of people would buy them for the bodies and then sell the head. Exactly. Yeah. So that that happened. So that that's why there's still yaters floating around. Yater never got a lot of love because it doesn't <laughs> look good until you have the right face up on it. Yeah. Yater... Everybody would just grab the the body and said, "See you later, Yater." Um, right. Was... I even have one of the not the moon exactly, but was essentially a moon elf dreaming head that came on a Yater body. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell because of the hands, the pale, the white skin I have is on a Yater body. Yeah, ironically enough, and it makes a lot of sense because the head on it is one of the gift heads that come out seasonally from Delph. Yeah, and they usually have some sort of thing where if you buy a certain amount, you get a special extra head that you cannot get any other way than through that way. Um, speaking of highly desirable cool heads, um, I'd like to talk about some cool art dolls, um, that we've seen, which is also oh, a cool yeah, new trend. Oh, I think. What happened is in to sort of preface where we're going here is that there's always been a part of the modding community and the aesthetic community that's really interested into the edging into body horror and the extreme modding sort of end of things. And then Ringdoll took up that sort of mantle of aesthetic and said, We're just going to make a line specifically directed towards people who like the kind of creepier, more extremely modded or designed bodies and forms. Which was uh, and, spearheaded with the Franken, the initial release of uh, Frankenstein, which, which got was wildly cooler. popular. Showed that there was a market for it. Yeah, um, we've seen various other companies come along in the same aesthetic vein um, after that. For example, Dal Chateau was created. Yeah, <laughs> Dal Chateau period. Yeah, because Dal Chateau leans hard into the extreme aesthetic of. Their bodies are long and spindly, and they're really doing something very specific, very much guided by their head artist, um, with what they're trying to do aesthetically with that line, which is why it's a whole separate quote-unquote company. It's it's still Doll Zone, but it's under a different name. There's a whole thing there that we're still untying to help hopefully bring to you in a f- future episode. Yes. But in this sort of history, there's some really cool new dolls coming out from a specific artist um, that... Is only available through a distributor. Yes. Not so, from the artist directly. So Musen, M-U-S-E-N. Now only Google Musen. this if you're okay with body horror. Um, particularly their dual head, D-U-A-L, um, is really cool. It looks like there's... You could either view it as a person's face hatching out of someone else's head. Or perhaps you could view the, the pieces... Uh, lifting out of the way as more like petals opening up. It's beautiful and terrifying and it's two heads in one. Um, And this artist does beautiful work. There was also, um, I think it was a life and death um, bust, which Yeah, that's a display for heads that you only are buying a figure that is like from chest to the head joint 
and it's designed for like all those holding heads you have that you want to put on something <laughs> yeah and it's this beautiful macabre uh, beautifully carved uh, macabre sort of form of like these two bodies that are sort of connected down at the bottom and there's like um bits of it pulled away to show some of like the the like the um viscera the viscera like the (laughs) the heart and a bit of the skeleton beneath that as we said warning if this is not your cup of tea don't go looking for it (laughs) yeah uh that being said the on uh stacy's pink ocean is one of the distributives it looks like for this artist um and that site for this they showed the 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 bust painted in many different ways just on this one site and it's all very beautiful uh plus um musin's uh what was it their twitter or their um instagram their had, instagram yeah had lots of beautiful in pro- progress pics which was also very very cool they show a lot of their um method including like from the raw clay to the finished product so you it is clear that they they're an artist who doesn't work from 3d to print out but works from uh handmade to mold molded piece yeah and I, I can only imagine i got the sense that they do their own casting limited run everything that makes sense why they would be an artist who goes to a distributor and says I would like to sell my thing, but I don't have the structural of uh, resources to sell the thing. So could I give you the thing to sell the thing? Yeah. And, um. So related to that, it used to be we only saw things or unique things or gory things or things like this as like gifts with purchase or something like that. Or as like very limited run. Right. Things like that. Meanwhile, now we also have this interesting thing that actually reminds me of something was it Dolls Zone or somebody else did with like this hatching out head? I, I can't remember who did that, but this it one is. It sounds like Dolls Zone's spiel. Yeah, so the, there was one called Dream Valley, the Blessing of Saintness, and it was this very cool, it looks like a gilded egg, and there's like cool legs and the bodies on the top, and it Ooh, looks. Oh, and it, it like, it's like, it's almost like looking at a Fabergé egg. Yeah, and being able to pull it open and inside the dolls um, from the leg joints up can sit inside of it as a display with the wings coming out below and the wings come off and you can put the legs on it to be a full standing doll. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous and cool. And this is, I think it's an evolution of the hobby, but it's also represents the closing of some of these shops and what we're seeing now in dolls indicates a saturation of what the average collector can purchase yeah so if the average collector has a whole bunch of bipedal dolls with two arms two legs a face with two eyes start putting out three eyes start putting out um um cerberuses start putting out um what do you call center bodies centaur bodies um you know stagger the sales of these so that when someone wants the boy one they have to wait before they get the girl one so they can buy both and they won't be, like, hit by all the money at once. Thank you, Fairyland. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's very clear that there is a... Um, we're reaching the part in the hobby where the demand and the financial resources of the hobbyists has reduced. Because certain types of people have obtained what they want to obtain. And other people have sort of purchased what they can and are able to purchase. 
So now they need to um, spread out their target audience beyond the core uh, uh, sort of, um, what is the word for a specific group of people that have a specific traits to them? Demographic. Um, there's a specific demographic that they were sort of aiming towards and with the basic doll. And then they moved into the fancy pieces coming off of the success of Zoom. And that was working very well. But now we've reached this saturation point where where do you go from here in terms of trying to get more market share and to sell more dolls? And some are going in doing this very clever thing with the fantasy parts, um, following trends around each other. The tan skin used to be one of these things for a little while. Oh, we found a new source of demand. People are willing to pay for it. And now we're going into, we're pushing even harder into extremes of aesthetics that can exist because there's this baseline already existing. But we also have a move into the smaller, more artistically unique ones as well, where the price point is lower, but it also allows an artist to take more risk with it because it takes less money to make it as well. Now, what you where you don't see so much of this at the moment is in the anime dolls because they don't need that to sell their dolls. They don't need to be innovative. They or have anything. IP instead. Yeah, they have the they have to be. They have super sexy bombshell will kick your mother ash to be. So <laughs> they have a different avenue for growing the market share for those dolls is because it. It reaches into the section of hobbyists that is outside of the doll collecting community as well as inside the doll collecting community, which is devoted to the images of these characters. Yes. Someone who is is like a deep, deep fan of Saber from Fate Stay Night, which is a whole fandom of itself, will buy a BJD they've never interacted with otherwise because they have a Saber doll. Yeah. So the vinyl and vinyl also has a lower cost per product, so they can sell it at a lower price point, which means they can. It's easier to be to grab people into purchase that might otherwise hesitate at say a resin doll, which is a whole different kind of thing. And the vinyl doll is much closer in terms of mechanical how it mechanically works, like how you move it relates better to, say, a figure of a smaller scale that already exists as a part of the market share, so there's a crossover there. Plus, statues can be around that price already, and some of these people are the same people that if they would um, buy the the Volks one, they would also go ahead and just buy the A-Zone one as well. I'm yeah, they might do both because at, they're strong in different places. I'm looking at you, Sensei. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, I understand. I do understand. I also live my life in regret that I never picked up the A-Zone Utena that they did. Ooh, he had his hands on one of those. And he w he did this trading game and he ended up with something really good. <laughs> he just kept, tra he picked something up in like a mandarake on the way to a meet and then traded at the meet and then traded again at the meet. And then I think he walked <laughs> away with like a Sailor Moon or something. He He's like so good at this game. It's scary. <laughs> it was like it was... in general, like outside of even, this is a perfect example of how scarily good he is at these things. Yeah, no, it's just best. Uh, only best we of worst. Like <laughs> yes. Um. Anyway, so uh, I think one last thing I would like to mention, um, uh, because it's really cool. Um. So 
Uh, Volks, for their 20th anniversary, is releasing a book called The World of Super Dolphy. Oh, yeah, it's Volks' 20th anniversary, which it's... is kind of the age of the hobby itself. Yeah. Um, so, inter- of course, we should note that the book is entirely in Japanese, uh, which means yes. <laughs> not much to Lindsay, but, uh, you know, for me, I'm well, it has pretty a much lot of illiterate. pictures in it. It does. In fact, it has what is called a QLQL. Kurukuruk uh, codes um, in them. And these, you can actually look at your smartphone. It'll bring up a unique website in which you can rotate the doll around. They actually took pictures in like a... Oh, this is like a 360 degree, like you can turn the, the head left and right. Yeah, which is oh, going to be... Oh, that's really clever. Uh, which is really cool because on one hand, like... It's going to be, like, a, a nice reference for people that want to buy it. But at the same time, it's also if they keep the website up and they don't do... I uh, was just thinking that myself, actually. If they don't go the uh, Final Fantasy IX Play Online a Strategy Guide route <laughs> with I this know, right? one. Uh, mm, I have... At one the point, internet is a very ephemeral and temporary place. But as long as that exists, it is a beautiful piece of archival work. Yes, and um, as, in addition, it'll serve as a great guide for quite a many people that are aspiring face-up artists. Um, oh, yeah, you can see exactly what's going on there. Yeah, it's and even everything's... like um, I was watching a GIF. They, if you go to the Volks Twitter account or the Volks Instagram account or to the Volks Facebook account, it's on all of them. They show um, a video of someone using the Kurukuru uh, QR code thing. And it's really cool. And I saw it being called the Face Up Recipe. Yeah. So this might be also kind of in coordination with their simplified version of uh, Face Ups for the uh, Full Choice system. Um, So maybe this is in relation to that in that you will get your cool look or your male look or things like that and... I forget what the names of all of them are because we recorded that episode so long ago now. Um, but basically, you can order your look and you can change two to three things about them. Maybe this is kind of showing what the basic recipe looks like on yeah, each one. Yeah, I wonder if they're also going to add the ability to be like, preview a little bit. In a way, yeah. What things look like. And because um, they are moving to that and that's a really useful resource for them, a point of sale where you're like sitting in the shop if you're doing full choice system with a human across from you and you can touch and hold and look at all of the physical pieces if you do it that way but this allows them even to like this is what it the the makeup looks like in these options yeah yeah so hmm we shall see I'm excited for you to get it and then we can tell everyone about it cuz I don't exactly know exactly what's all in it at the moment and i'm curious to see how much history is in there versus how much is it the modern day volks offerings versus um showing parts or uh displays that they put together that they that not everyone got to see like when they did the crossover events with certain brands they've had like special display dolls that you can go and look at in specific places that not everyone got to see them (laughs) <laughs> so if you have something you would like us to uh, go over that you see in the uh, new book, uh, you can go ahead and contact us 
uh, at Ningyo Bingo, N-I-N-G-Y-O-B-I-N-G-O at gmail.com. We, of course, have our website at ningyobingo.com. We also have Twitter, a blogspot, a Facebook, and a YouTube. So many things. All of which you can find underneath our traditional naming scheme, N-I-N-G-O-B-I-N-G-Y-O. I I said it correctly for once. I always forget the Y in the Ningyo when I spell it out loud in English letters because I want it to match the bingo. So don't make my mistake. Make sure that Y gets in there at the end. Otherwise, you're not going to find us. And we're we're going to find us because Google, but... No, also, we're like the old romanized version of Ningyo. Apparently, like, yep. when you're doing it, it's like Y-O-U now, but a lot of old yeah. Japanese, um, so old Amer- English language Amer- Japanese books about Japanese dolls will be the single O, which With is what I... Yeah. <laughs> because... Because I, the Y in English extends the O, because that's how those phonemes... It's a whole rabbit hole that we don't need to go into right now, I suppose. Yeah, but not at the end of the episode. <laughs> also, two, uh, two parts of what we talked about today came from one of our listeners who shared it with us. And also, shout out to Jasmine S. Always a darling and a sweetheart to talk to on our Facebook page. I love getting messages from them. It's always very exciting. And I would be terribly excited to see even more from other people. We swear we don't, but you can ask Jasmine. We're fine. <laughs> Somebody even teased Lindsay with a with a link to Amy Ayase. Oh my gosh! And she, I had forgotten (laughs) because I had put it out of my thoughts. But yes, someone someone went on our Facebook and went, "Hey, Lindsay, look what I found!" And what they didn't get to witness was me screaming for like an hour. (laughs) Going no how. How could they? How could they call me out like this? <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel targeted. What is happening to my life? I have never had this specific confluence of events at the same time. <laughs> Keep doing it. Um. So anyway, uh, while you find many more pictures of Amy Ayase to please to e- email her and tell her You can email us directly and Becca, I, I guarantee you, Becca will make sure I see them. Oh yes, I will I will save them to my phone and then send them to her directly. She will not escape. But remember to keep I on- am never going to escape her until the day I, I obtain her. I I I thought you were saying me, but okay, we'll we'll, well, we'll go also, with the doll. That's well, a lot no, less creepy. Is not the day I escape Becca. I don't want to escape Becca. I I, I hope not. Please don't escape your co-host. Do. I enjoy your presence too much. <laughs> Keep anyway, co- now that we've gone off on six thousand tangents, as is our brand. Uh, thank you everyone for listening to us. I hope you were patient while we were gone for four months, and we appreciate you. Hitting that download button, bringing us along with you on your commute really means the world to us because otherwise we're just talking to ourselves. (laughs) Not that that's a bad thing. I like you. That's true. We would do this just for ourselves. This is our normal conversations anyway. Fabulous. So keep on collecting dolls. And keep a budget.